lady a circus. Put your whole tie, Isha Bradley. Got virtual and live events to browse, pitch and repeat so gladly. And she got that online subscription for the buzz of these leads. One thing that's safe to say is she got what you need. As seen in forms of journey and then shout out ATL. Dip the big media circus, moving in, we doing well. We want you to do better, that's why we here. Show you how to browse, pitch, repeat, let's get it clear. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Media Circus Podcast with your hosts with the mostest, Taisha Bradley, celebrity publicist. I'm super duper excited because I have one of my kinfolk today, another publicist, Erin Chrysler here today. Is it Chrysler or Chrysler? I'm sorry, boo. It's 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 Chrysler. If I was Chrysler, I'd probably be sitting up in the Chrysler building right about now. But yeah, it's Chrysler. Right. Aaron Chrysler. Yay! Yeah, hey, how are you? Aaron. Great to be here with you, Taisha. I love that opening. Like you had me jamming out here a little bit. <laughs> it's new. I think this is only the second time that I've used it. So yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> So you guys, let me tell you about Aaron. Aaron was born and raised in the outskirts of Atlanta, Georgia, ATL, and has over two decades of experience in the entertainment industry. Aaron moved to Nashville in 2005 and began as a photographer and quickly gained trust in the industry, working countless celebrity events, red carpet and award ceremonies in Nashville, LA and New York. Aaron stumbled into public relations, documenting a client in the studio when they were notified of their project being selected as a Grammy nominee. Aaron asked the client if they had a publicist to work the carpet. They replied, no, we didn't even think about that. <laughs> Who should we get? Me, replied Aaron. Okay. <laughs> Aaron accompanied the artist on the Grammy red carpet, his first duty as a publicist. The rest, they say, is history. Aaron serves his clients with integrity, excellence, and attention to detail. He also serves on the board of directors for Delilah's Point Hope Charity, the board of Jason Crab, and volunteers with the Bridge and Proverbs 1210 Animal Rescue, among others. You guys, welcome, my friend, my neighbor, <laughs> Aaron Christmas. Yes. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. Wow. That's a great intro. It's almost like I wrote it myself. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I've been, it's like you say two decades of experience. I'm like, I'm only 25. I don't know how that happened. Exactly. Exactly. I actually, <laughs> in all seriousness, I've been in the business for about that long, maybe even 25 years. I started like fresh out of the gate. And I was uh, telling some people this um, on, on, a, on a show, like I was on a local show. Um, on the kneecap network, you know what this is because we're Nashville area. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I mentioned yeah. that, and they were like, Wait, how aren't you like 20 something? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so another long time vet in the industry. I feel like when you're in like PR and communications, like, um, it's a lifestyle, like, you always do it once you're in, it's so hard to kind of get out and let go. You know, people don't let you go. Communications is essential, you know, to humankind, and you know, mm -hmm. we are the people who help that flow along. Um, I don't know about you, but for me, I feel like PR is like part of my purpose, what God wants me to be here to do, to make sure these people get seen and heard. What is your mm -hmm. passion about PR? 
Uh, I feel very much the same way. Um, I work in both Christian and secular. We, you know, in the Christian world, we call that secular. Uh, so both the mainstream media world and the Christian media world. Um, and I truly feel um, my my name is Aaron. And um, back in the Bible ages, uh, back in the Bible times, um, Aaron was like Moses' spokesperson. And they, they, I did some some street research and some study, and they kind of consider Aaron as one of um, the first publicists uh, because he helped get Moses' message out there. I think it's Moses. I may be getting the Bible stories confused, but I think it's Moses. And um, so I really do feel like um, – you know, I named my business Conduit. Uh, I was sitting in church one morning and uh, my pastor said, you know, I just want to be a conduit. We're here to be a conduit of God's love and God's mercy and God's hand uh, to everyone that, everyone that we come into contact with. And I jotted that name down. I didn't, I wasn't thinking of a name for the business at the, at the time, but I jotted that, that conduit down and I went and looked it up and it's usually used in, um, electrical terms like conducting electricity it takes like one current to the next to to conduct the electricity to take the electricity through and to the conduit of the electricity uh, but another word of that is to like you know relay a message uh, so i kind of feel like i'm the conduit between the artist the project the book the whatever's going on to the the, the media to the, to the audience and so uh, that's why i made my business conduit but i've always felt like um, you know, with the Christian clients that I serve, I always feel like I, I am, I'm fulfilling a ministry purpose in my own life, even though I'm not in ministry per se, I used to sing and be on the road, but even though I'm not in ministry myself, um, you know, when I help, um, when I help people become more famous, um, that's getting the gospel out, the message out, the ministry out to more people. Um, and even when people like Delilah, who is who's you know who is a believer but is not a Christian DJ host, you know she's she does love songs at night. Every night when she gets online and she gets on uh, the radio, and she's talking to these people, she's giving them hope and inspiration every single night. And you know if I if I make her a little bit more famous, more people get inspired, more people find hope. You know, with the Property Brothers, I work with the Property Brothers from time to time. Uh, on special projects, you know, when they do something, if I get the word out a little bit more, we will have more entertainment, more, you know, inspiration, and they're, uh, you know, they're very uplifting and inspiring people. So I really do feel like this is what. Oh, by the way, oh there I am. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was, like, I was trying to just um, make it on you, but I forgot how to do that. So we're gonna keep it simple. <laughs> uh, but I really do feel like. Um, is my purpose. I feel like it's what God has been preparing me for my entire life. I came into publicity kind of late. Um, I moved to Nashville in 2005 and started doing photography, as, as the bio says. And I was in the studio with a client. They said, hey, we got nominated for Grammy. They're like, great. Who's your publicist? Who you got going with you? They're like, what's a publicist? And I'm like, someone, you know, that like will pitch you to all the people, all the photographers, all the reporters, everybody on the red carpet. And they're like, Oh, okay. Do we need one? And I said, yes, you need one. And um, ever since then, I've been in the I've been a publicist. Uh, my very first publicity role was the Grammy Awards red carpet, two thousand ten, 
and I've been doing it ever since. So, but I really do feel like God placed me in this plane. I think he put me on this path. Um, I've been a singer. I sang Dollywood. I sang gospel music for a little while. Um, sang in my church choir. I ran sound for my church. Um, I used to do web design. Started doing social media. So I've kind of been around all of it. Right. Um, kind of, you know, I've, I've been the artist. I've, you know, I've been the singer, and I've been the behind the scenes person. And I love, 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 love. I eat, breathe, and sleep publicity. And yeah. um, I love it. I, I feel like it's, I, I do. I feel like it's my calling. Yes. Awesome. That is so awesome to hear um, all the things that you do. And, you know, I, it's, I think when people are in communication, especially publicists, we do a little of everything, right? We do a little graphic design. We do social media. Yes. We do marketing. We paint signs. <laughs> we we glue rhinestones on things, like all the things to make oh, yeah. together. <laughs> so let me ask you this, because I, I love red carpets. Um, and I had my first opportunity to do like a really official red carpet last year um, in Nashville for the Dove Awards. I filled in for another mm -hmm. publicist who was in L.A. who couldn't make it. And I loved it. And I had done some things kind of similar to a carpet, but never like literally the red carpet. <clears throat> when I tell you I'm supposed to be there, the electricity <laughs> coming from the carpet, the vibes, the excitement. I was like, Lord, you wanted me to be here to feel this. Mm -hmm. So yeah. amazing. So let's talk about red carpet things because, I mean, who else could I talk to about this? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, why people need to be on the red carpet because the red carpet, I liken it to like the stockroom trading, <laughs> like the NASDAQ, the bell rings, and then, you know, everybody go. So let's talk right. about like the dynamics of the red carpet. And, you know, I think that people think red carpet, they think of, you know, walking down, smile, picture, smile, picture, and they continue to go. And while that is a very small part of it, let's talk about like what really happens, what usually doesn't like make it to TV. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my very first red carpet experience was the Grammy Awards. Um, now, I had been, as a publicist, I'll say this, uh, as a publicist, because as a photographer, I had done the CMA Awards, I'd done the AC, ACM Awards, the CMT Awards, the Dove Awards, the Christian Country Music Awards, I've done all kinds of, of things. Um, but the very first thing I ever did as a publicist was the red carpet at the Grammy Awards. And I'll give a little bit more backstory to that to kind of set this up. Um, when I, when I approached that client and said, um, <coughs> excuse me, when I approached that client and I said, you need a publicist. And they said, who should we get? And I said, me, the next day, their manager called me and goes, Aaron, what are you thinking? I was like, what? And he goes, Man, this was a Christian music group. And he said, they, they don't care about Christian music at the Grammys. And I said, well, and I don't know what gave me the gumption to say this. I said, well, they're not going to care if I'm not there. And so I called a friend of mine, uh, Jackie Arushka, um, who is, was at the time the vice president of public relations at Sony BMG. Um, I think it was just Sony then, uh, Provident Sony Christian Music. And I said, oh, no, what have I done? And she goes, oh, this is perfect for you. This is right up your alley. You're going to be great at this. And she gave me some tips. And I took those tips with me to the Grammys. And, um, and I told my client, I said, 
listen, you're probably not going to win because I think this other guy's going to win. Uh, but our job is to get more publicity than the person who does win. And I went before the show. Obviously, I, I mean, if you if you're watching this podcast or listen to this podcast, you probably know about tip sheets. You know, obviously, get your tip sheets. Well, no, you gotta get your tip sheets. That's, I don't know. <laughs> so your tip know, sheet is that's piece, why they're here. <laughs> piece, yeah, a piece of small paper that you know you you typed out that list the bullet points. I usually do about three or four because they can't they don't have long to look at what you're doing especially when you're pitching top tier outlets we're talking top tier outlets we're talking entertainment tonight people magazine variety magazine associated press usa today there's top tier outlets those people are they want to look at those first one or two lines three lines at the most of why you should um why you should cover this client um so i i got my tip sheet first I went the morning, like the minute that the carpet opens, because people don't realize the Grammy Awards started like nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> because the the first the first award is really given out around noon. Yeah. Uh, the broadcast starts at five, same, mm -hmm. uh, you know, California time, uh, but no, seven, you know, central, eight o'clock prime time. But all those awards are given out beforehand. So I went for my, my very first thing, I went before really, really early in the morning. And went down the line to look at who was going to be there. Yeah, same. And yeah, and so I, from that point, um, I told my client, says, here's what we're going to do. You guys are a Christian group. Most of these are, are secular mainstream entertainment. So you guys can really sing really, really great. So I knew there was a couple of, like, a couple of um, armed forces networks and uh, US, uh, USA kind of networks. Um, and a couple more things. And they, this client at the time had a brand new um, album out of kind of like standards and jazz classics. And I said, okay, get something like a 30 second thing. So our thing was they were all very sharply dressed uh, in suits and ties. And, and one had even like a, a feather bow tie that was like the hit of the season. It got them on some best dress blogs. Um, so I said, here's our strategy. And we went through our strategy and it worked. And what a lot of people don't see, I guess, going back to your question, really, was a lot of people don't see the the hours of waiting mm -hmm. that you do on a red carpet. They, yeah. they do see the hour E Entertainment special, you know, used to be with Ryan Seacrest and Don Rivers. They see that, but they don't see the five to six to seven hour long carpet. Right. And they don't see the, the vying for attention. You know, you've got Beyonce behind you coming up and you're like, this is why you should take 30 seconds with my guy. And so, and there are, there are times, you know, one of the first years I went, I had a client that said, I said, they said, uh, oh, I think we're going to stick out. He was, you know, he was a real, real country boy. And he was like, I think we're going to stick out so much here. And then he looked behind him and saw Lady Gaga come with an orb on her head. And he's like, well... <laughs> Maybe we ain't gonna stick out near enough. <laughs> Sticking out is good on the carpet, though. <laughs> it's a good thing. It is. It is. It's very. It's very, very good. So I don't really know if that answered your question. I mean, yeah. You know what? A lot of people. What a lot of people don't see is just the sheer volume of people that are there. It yeah. is. It's a zoo. It's wall to on wall. The excuse me. Excuse me. I can't get by. I'm stuck here. Like being at a concert. <laughs> and then they don't see, and they don't see the people who are handling the carpet going, 
wrap it up. You, you got to move. You got to move. You got to move. I'm like, I'm not moving. I'm doing an interview right now. You got to move. We got to move. You got to keep the car. Keep the carpet going. I'm like, but we just got here. That was something that I was really surprised about. So the publicist that I was filling in for, you know, she did give me some info, told me, you know, gave me a list of the media outlets. Um, we highlighted the ones that, you know, that she wanted most important for her artists. Um, she also warned me of the ones that we would probably not get or, you know, it would be like a really long time. So because you can waste a lot of I wouldn't say waste, but you could lose a lot of time trying to vie for like one of the big networks. Um, another thing I was so surprised about, like you said, was like the sheer amount of people on the carpet, you know, it's at points, it's like gridlock, you can't go and they're like, they need to keep moving. But you know, everyone is interviewing somewhere and the next group can't come through until that group kind of passes through because you go in that order. Um, yeah. also when big artists came through, you know, there's no wait for them. Okay. Because of the devil wars, everybody knows who Kirk Franklin is, you know, they're, they're going to stop yeah. whatever they're doing and try to interview. And if you have a, like a lesser known or newer artist, then you will have to wait. And so there's a lot of, you know, Hey, could you get my artist next? Oh, wait, well, I have this person, this person, this person next. I'm going to try, you know, mm -hmm. It's a lot of coming back like, hey, remember me? Sorry, annoying person again. <laughs> but it's so exciting, especially when you, you know, when you actually get all the way through. And for those who don't know, understand um, completely what publicists do on the carpet is that we help our clients there. <laughs> get that attention, buy for attention, because a lot of artists, you know, they are not outwardly, you know, aggressive <laughs> to say, hey, no. my name is, hey, interview me. And they don't want to do that. A lot of times they're nominees and they're nervous or, you know, or they're talking to other nominees and artists and celebrities. And so we're there on their behalf, you know, kind of actually pitching, live pitching, these different um, TV shows, radio shows, podcasts, you know, um, for the opportunity for them to speak to the the artists. I think that a lot of people who haven't like seen the inside of a carpet, how that works, just thinks that you just walk down and then when it's your turn, you talk to the cameras and that's not the case at all. <laughs> it's not the case at all. No. You vie for those you're just jockeying for positions yeah right because there's a limit to a time you know that the carpet is open and when the carpet is closed like that's it <laughs> mm -hmm. the first year i did it um nisi nash was hosting for some thing and i i just walked up to her and i was like i said you don't know these guys from Africa, but look at them four really cute white guys in really really nice suits and they're gonna sing a song for you so like, okay bring them on over here and so we, we got that moment because we had something different. And if I can just give, you know, a couple of tips on a red carpet, if you are new and you, you maybe it's your first time to the party or second or third time to the party and you really don't know, you know, you're really brand new there and, and you know, you're not a veteran. People aren't screaming your name out, which is most times, nine times out of ten, that's what's going to happen. Look for something different that you, you know, that you are, you know, have whatever you're, you, whatever, what do you have that makes you different? Um, I had a client one year at the Grammys who, um, who was pretty well known in his genre, but um, on the, on the big stage, she wasn't that known, um, but he had just come out of drug rehab um, for prescription pill use. And um, the Grammys 
Music Cares arm of uh, the Grammys, which is their charitable arm, uh, they paid for his drug rehab. And I've gotten him in People Magazine. And so I, I put on the top of his sheet, I put rehab to red carpet, how the mm-hmm. Grammys is like. And I mean, we got interviews, we got interviews with everybody because um, they saw it was a different angle to the Grammy Awards. You know, everybody sees the glitz and the glamour, yes. but we offered a different angle to the Grammy Awards because we offered the angle of the Grammys also help the musician people. And so my tip for this out is, is, is it's, it's what you do in PR every single day. Find the angle, find the reason why you're special and why you need to be featured on that, featured on yes. the carpet. Yes, I love that. That's one of our key words here on the Media Circus podcast. Angles. I try to tell people the angles. Yep. The same way that you have the phone and you're doing your selfies and you're here and you're here and you're here. <laughs> you're looking for the best angle, the best lighting. When you 100%. are in the media, you are looking for that best angle. So the first angle might not be a good one. They might not like it. We'll try this angle. We'll try the, this angle. We'll try this angle. They like this angle, right? So people, you know, kind of get discouraged when they pitch. And it doesn't land. Well, it might not be the information or the story or the news, but it might be the angle that you don't mm-hmm. have right. So try another angle. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I like that. We have the red carpet. That's very, you know, grabby, very short, grabby. You're like, hey, what does that mean? So let me go back to your tip sheet, right? So you have a tip sheet, you know, with the bullet points. Did you just have that for yourself that you read off or did you pass that out? Oh, I pass it out. I pass okay. that out. And now what I what I've also started doing is um, this last time um, I started doing a QR code. Um, also, okay. now that's something I don't know if it's going to catch on. I did it because I thought, you know what? At the end of the day, like they may not take this tip sheet with through seven hour thing that they're going to do, but you know if I give them a little QR code. And I mean, I had to do the tip sheet, but yeah, the tip sheet is for the journalist. So you hand them out beforehand and it's, this is the reason why you're, you, you know, you want to cover my artists, my talent. Um, and it's just, you know, I wish I should have, I should have printed one out and shown it. Uh, but it, just three, four bullet points with a picture of why they're there um, and what makes them special. Um, why, why they should cover your artists, cover your talent. And you hand it out to the journalist. And like I said, I put a QR code at the bottom. I was like, hey, you can scan that. And that way you can have the tip sheet PDF in your browser so that when you go back to write the story at 11 o'clock tonight, as it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you can remember why. Right. I was definitely going to ask you about that. I ended up making like a one sheet for this artist. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did the QR code. And the QR code went to... Uh, the song that he had that was like trending right then. Um, so now mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, with technology, there's just so many things that you can do with the sheet of paper. <laughs> yes. You know, to absolutely. make like a pitch. Um, I actually, let me see. I think I can screen share on here. Hang on. I do have a one sheet. Um, the one that I actually use, I wonder if I can share this. Would that be, you think that would be helpful? Let me see. Absolutely. If we can share. Let me see if I can screen share. <laughs> we'll edit all this down in post. We all yeah, we'll edit all this down. It'll be fine. 
me one second. Oh man, I forgot how to do how to screen share on here. If I, oh, present. Hmm. All right, let me know if you can see. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's present in full view. Okay, can you see it? Go. Okay, so yep, this is this go. was the artist that I represented on the red carpet, and I just can't continue on without saying that unfortunately, um, this talented man passed away a few weeks, maybe a month or so, um, after. I to say, I thought so. The red carpet, yes, but like I had the most blessed time. He and his wife were the sweetest people. And I, it really, that day was really special to me just anyway. Um, and the fact that I got to spend time with this person, you know, during his last days, like, and none of us even knew it, mm -hmm. you know, it was just such a blessing. So, um, you know, condolences and, you know, shout out to the Lemons family and the Higher Calling Choir, mm -hmm. like sorely, sorely missed, such a great gentleman. Um, and so it, it's just even thinking back, like it was such an honor to have been there for him, you know, and represented yeah. him um, during that time. Um, but this is the one sheet that I made. You know, I have the logo, Kevin Lemons and Higher Calling. Um, that is the choir that he was over. But he was also a solo artist and actually one of the first artists signed to Bishop Hezekiah Walker's Hez House Entertainment record label. And you see, I have that right there at the top, right? The Kevin Lemons and Higher uh, Calling. Mm -hmm. The choir, because the choir it was very, very noted. Um, also, that tidbit, and right. also has house entertainment, you know, because that's Bishop Hezekiah Walker. So when you first look at that, you know, you see that QR code, the song that's trending, yep. and all the information that you need to know. So if they wanted to know more um, for later on, writing up a story, I have information about um, Mr. Lemons, you know, about his background. But what I also did was added some information about his wife, who's very present you know, with the label mm -hmm. and the artist and the choir. And she was with us as well. So I included her because, you know, she was, you know, not doing the interviews, but she was with us. So I thought, you know, it would make sense to include if people were saying, you know, well, who's that? Um, and then on the second page, I just have some different yeah. photos um, of Mr. Lemons mm -hmm. and then just like a little short bio um, about him. Um, some highlights and um, some places like that he's been seen, like um, on BET's Sunday Best. And that was super yep. helpful because BET Gospel was there and everybody was buying to get in BET Gospel. But like you, I went to that carpet early and I talked around and I made friends with Miss BET. And so we were able to come by. Yep. But also that helped that he was um, a part of Sunday's Best. And then I added social media information and then I added the PR content. Mm -hmm. For his actual publicist. So yeah. if yeah, see, that's great because that's great because you've got everything that you need there. They've got all the information that they need to know about him. Um, and you know, like this is who he is. And you know, uh, if you work, if you, you know, if you work in media long enough, you're going to know these people. Um, you're going to, when you walk into a, a carpet, you're going to know. And, and the other thing, the other thing that the Nalo is also uh, taking our phones and doing like this to our client. And we're telling them now she has a three-year-old baby. The last time you saw her, she was <laughs> right. pregnant with them. So you should congratulate her. 
and say how little Susie, now she's three years old, can't believe she's through that. Hey, how are you? Good to see you. <laughs> they, they don't see us whisper in their ear. Yeah. Um, so I, I do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, do a lot of that, that coaching and that memorization. and <laughs> Yeah, because you know what? Here's the thing. It's not disingenuous. Uh, I kind of came off disingenuous. It's not disingenuous. These people know who they are, but in the moment of a red carpet and they've got their wife, they've got their kids, or they've got their, you know, whoever's with them, label, whatever's going on, they get a little, especially artists are creatives and they get a little creative brain and things are spinning and they, they know they can see the person. They just like, how do I know you? I, I know I know you. I know we've talked right. before, but they don't remember the details. But because you've gone ahead and did your homework before, you yeah. know who's there. And so you're like, oh, remember. And then, and then your artist, your client goes, oh, yeah, I remember that. <clears throat> and they did remember it, but you just have to remind them. Yes. And even the media, you would think that, you know, that some people are easily recognizable, but the media will have mm -hmm. a sheet of the artist and a picture of them so that they can recognize them when they see them. They need one for the media also. <laughs> they probably need one yeah, the other way around as well. But it's really like that much going on. And then, you know, everyone is like mm -hmm. dressed up and in suits and people are starting to look like a lot. <laughs> With everyone mm -hmm. is dressed up. That's why it's so great to stand out on the carpet because after a while it becomes yes. like a sea of gowns and suits. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. What do you recommend for um, any of my artists friends, listeners, audience that want to get on the red carpet but do not have a publicist, how do you how do you recommend that they find someone to help them out on a red carpet? Um, well, <clears throat> I'm having an attack all of a sudden. <clears throat> edit it out. All right, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll edit all that out. <clears throat> all of a sudden, it was like, ah. Okay, so Oh, we'll start now. Um, you know, so not just red carpet speaking, but overall general media speaking, um, you can find contacts of these places. You can, they are able to be found. In, and I'll go back in 2003, I recorded a gospel album. I was on the road singing gospel music and I recorded a gospel album and I wanted Dolly Parton to sing on the record with me. And so I asked her to sing on the record with me. I, I wrote her a letter and she said yes. And wow. so when she said yes, I was like, hmm, I need to get this into some country music magazines. And at the time, <laughs> let's start that again. That's <laughs> yeah, okay, go ahead. We're good. <laughs> in 2003, I was singing gospel music. I was on the road singing gospel music and I recorded a solo album. And I wanted Dolly Parton to sign it with me. So I wrote her a letter and asked her and she said yes, which was amazing. And I thought, I need to get this into some country music magazines. And so at the time, Country Weekly was like the people magazine for country music. And I didn't know one person at Country Weekly. This is before I moved to Nashville. This is before I got involved in media at all. I was singing. And so I literally called the switchboard and it was like, if you know your party's extension, dial it at any time. And I just started going 223-292-124-182. I just started punching numbers. Dialing. <laughs> 
and it hit up on somebody. It hit up on a guy named Chris Parton, no relation to Dolly Parton, um, who has since passed away now. Um, but he said, oh, I love this. He goes, do you have photos? And I said, I've got photos. He goes, send me some information. He goes, I'll put it in the queue. I'll put it in the hopper. And when I need something to fill a little spot here and there, I'll pull it out. A couple months later, I'm in Country Weekly Magazine. I was a publicist before I knew what a publicist was. I had no clue mm -hmm. what I was doing. Um, but <clears throat> that's what I got. So my, my tip on how to get noticed and how to find contacts and all that is most everything is online. You have to do a little digging. Definitely. Um, and, and, and relationships matter. But if you've got something fun and catchy, something different, um, and you, you reach out to the person, it may take a few minutes. It may take a, a few times. You know, I, I, when I speak at colleges and stuff, they ask me, like, what's your biggest piece of advice? And I said, you know, the Bible has says you ask, you have not because you ask not. And the Bible says, ask, you can knock and the door will be open. So you may have to email two, three, ten times. I'm the king of follow up. I will I'll follow up till my face turns blue. Mm, um, we'll talk about but I'll, that. I'll always <laughs> get it. <laughs> uh, and so, I, I mean, I would just go searching. You know, if, you, if you're if you a fan of Hezekiah Walker, you're just talking about, you know, Kevin Lemons with Hezekiah Walker. If you're a fan of Hezekiah Walker, find out who's representing Hezekiah Walker. Um, and, you know, find out um, if the Dove Awards has, you know, or whatever award show you want to go to and you want to be on the carpet that has a, a, um, a PR rep um, contact, yes. shoot them an email. I mean, there's a 50-50 chance. They right. may say no and they may say yes. You never exactly. know till you ask. Exactly. I think people are afraid to ask. I think I find that people are often afraid to reach out to media, publicists. Um, anyone who could possibly say no <laughs> to a big ass, people typically have that fear. Um, and that's part of why I have this podcast, because I want to humanize journalists and people in the media and publicists. Um, I think at one point in time, like the media, when we weren't very accessible, you know, that was a thing, you know, back in the day. But now, you mm -hmm. know, with technology and everything, I think people are a lot more accessible and you can just hit up and email someone um, directly and get an answer, a yes or no to, mm -hmm. you know, yes, I can feature you. Yes, you could be in the carpet. Yes, I know a publicist who mm -hmm. can help you. Um, those kinds of, you know, those kinds of things. I just feel like it's, it's so more, so much more open and accessible um, than back mm -hmm. in the day, 20 years ago when we first started out. I don't know about mm -hmm. you, but I used to fax pitches. Like I'm that kind of old school publicist where I was <laughs> on that fax machine. <laughs> yeah, I never did the fax machine. Um, never did the fax machine. Did side by desk side pitches. You know, that was a thing. And I actually love that. And I'm I'm coming back with that in a new, <laughs> exciting virtual yeah. kind of way. But even dead side pitching, you know, I, I don't know how many times I've stopped by like a radio station um, to do like some dead side pitching. And so if you don't know, it's pitching in person, like stopping by a radio station, a TV station, mm -hmm. talking to the editor and actually like pitching them like right there face to face. Like that used to be a thing. It's not really a thing anymore <laughs> cause, because no. of technology and email. But like that's old school. Well, you used to. side. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you used to have to, you know, you used to have to travel to New York to get, you know, to get seen face to face with somebody. Yes. And it's still good, you know. Every time I go to New York or LA for a client, I'll add on a day or two, either before or after, 
to connect. Um, you know, and, and, and I'll tell you this, I, the main tip I give all the time is just ask for it. Go for it. There's, there's, no, there's no reason not to ask for it. It may not happen, but it could very well happen. And I don't, I don't know if I want to get too many details on what I'm about to talk about or if I just want to leave it a little generic. Uh, it's an easier tell if I tell it specific. But I had an artist recently that was on a show. It was a concert. Said that way. It's a concert. And a major news media, national news, international news media outlet was covering this show and they were featuring one of the artists on the show. There was a side story of a national holiday that was happening. Everyone on this show was supposed to sing a song kind of around the holiday, but they didn't. Like this artist they were going to feature on the show and my artists were the only, or the only two artists that actually sang something related to the holiday that was being featured in the television broadcast. Mm -hmm. Well, I saw a guy with this uh, landed on, said he was from this major news outlet. I said, hey, nice to meet you. Are you new with blah, blah, blah? Yeah. And we kind of, and he was kind of, you know, a little bit like, yep. Kind of a little bit like, eh, why are you talking to me at first? Um, and I said, hey, I said, I just want to let you know about my artist. This artist is singing yada, 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 blah, 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 at such and such time. And he goes, oh, he goes, I need something else. I need something else for this story. And he said, I'll make sure, and he wrote it down. He said, I'll make sure to pull that. Those, because the performance was being uh, recorded, because uh, they record every performance at this mm -hmm. certain concert. And he said, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to pull that thing. Now it was only three or four seconds of my artist in this like four minute story, mm -hmm. but my artist would have never been featured on that had I not just went up and said, "Hey, this is why you should cover. This is why you should put my guy in this thing, my artist in this thing." So the biggest thing I can tell anybody: mm -hmm. always say, "Go for it. Ask, yes. ask, 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 ask." Why not? Yes, ask. And I try to lead with being helpful. You know, <laughs> I'm helping you get more interesting content. I'm helping you get a better angle yeah. of what this is. You know, ask, you know, from a place of not just self-serving, but also helping because, mm -hmm. you know, these people are working. They're trying to um, the, produce the best thing as possible. And, you know, it, it takes a village. And so, you know, asking and offering from like a place of help, like who can say no? Oftentimes I feel the answers usually in media and pitching is not no, it's just not now, right? Because either it's right. angel or it's timing. It's not no, it's not now. So guess what? Yep. Circle on back. <laughs> you said that. Well, and, and that's, you know, you, Taisha, you have a good point. I always say, um, I always take a no as not yet. Yes. That's my thing. Me too. I call it not now. Not no, but just not now. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yes. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Good talks. Good talks. I love talking about these things. And this is a little bit different, you know, being talking about the carpet. I'm typically, you know, I'm interviewing journalists on the podcast and we're talking about pitching and those things like that. And we are going to talk about those because I know my listeners love to take good notes on that. But first, we are going to take a little break and I'm going to play an ad and then we're going to come back and I want to talk to you about like media tours and press tours. Does that sound good? Let's go. All right. We're going to break. Looking to show some love for the Media Circus podcast with Taisha Bradley, celebrity publicist? Here's how. Hit that subscribe button to stay up to date on all the latest episodes. Leave a review and share your media wins for a chance to be featured on the show. And by subscribing to Media Circus Publicity Leads on Patreon, you can support the podcast and get instant access to publicity opportunities for TV, magazines, major blogs, podcasts, and even red carpet events. So what are you waiting for? Show your support for Taisha Bradley and the Media Circus podcast today. Yes, and we are back. So I'm ready to talk about press tours, publicity tours, media tours. They go by many names, but basically it's when you are, um, when an artist, um, it doesn't even have to be an artist, when someone is going around and they're going to different news outlets to um, give interviews and coverage. Typically, people are promoting something, some kind of news, an album, or release, um, a story, anything like that. So, what kind of experience do you have with like media tours and press tours, Aaron? Yeah. So, um, because I live in Nashville, Tennessee, so much of uh, media that we handle, um, that I handle, is is here in town, uh, but also New York and LA, and. You know, a, a several years ago when we were setting up the Delilah uh, book, uh, Delilah wrote a book called One Heart at a Time. And so several years ago when we were setting up that book release, um, Delilah's son had committed suicide a year prior um, while she was in the middle of writing this book. And she didn't think she was going to finish the book. Mm. Um, and so she finally finished it. Um, I met Robin Roberts the Good Morning America. Um, with another client of mine, Gloria Gaynor at the time, um, during an event and me and Robin got to be friends and, you know, friendly acquaintances and contacts and, uh, began emailing back and forth and, and Robin emailed me and she said, Hey, when Delilah's ready to talk, I'd like to chat with her, you know, I'd like to talk to her. And I said, okay. So the Good Morning America interview that we did had been set up for at least six to seven, eight months. Um, and that's probably a good a good thing to say right now if you do have if you do have a top tier talent and you're going for top tier media um if you have a release in december your reach out should start in may or june um you're 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 contacting those people because these these major tv shows they book six to eight months out yes. in advance yes um, long leave you know now if you yeah, it, now if you have Beyonce, you can do something like, hey, I'm dropping something tomorrow. That's right. a different story. <laughs> but if you have if you have top tier talent, you know, it takes time to set all that up. So we did a two-week media tour. We did three days in New York and then came home and then did three three days again in New York. Wow. And we did a whirlwind of publicity. We did Associated Press, we did Reuters, we did Anderson Cooper, we did Governor Huckabee. We did People Magazine. We did um, 
People magazine. Jeez. We did AOL Bill at the time was there. Uh, we did Good Morning America. We did the Today Show. We did CBS This Morning with Gail King. Um, so we did, and there's, I know there's 20 I'm forgetting, um, but it took time to set all that up. And thank God we have a wonderful driver in New York that we use. We've used him for yes. years. The driver um, is very important. We have a, <laughs> because he knows how to get in and out in and on the into all these little alleyways and stuff. Yes. And um, and we would literally be leaving an interview with 15 minutes to the next one, and you know, speeding down, going somewhere, um, trying somewhere. And uh, so that's, I mean, setting all of that up takes takes time and takes strategy and takes logistics. And if you have, usually, if you get a top tier outlet four networks, one of the big three or four networks, um, it's going to be hard for you to get your front another one of those big three networks because they don't like to compete. Right. Um, they don't like to have the same, marks on, the same mm -hmm. client on. Uh, now, now, thankfully, because of Delilah and the situation, um, everybody took her. So mm -hmm. I'm glad. <clears throat> I'm glad that that all happened. But it took, it took a good, you know, six months to schedule all of that. And get all of those logistics worked out. Um, and so that was all for, you know, six days of media basically um, for a book launch in October. And we started, you know, like I said, I, I had Robin Roberts locked down probably eight months before uh, the book ever came out. And then we had, um, and then all the other, and, and, and another thing to say is when you do land that first top tier media outlet it's kind of it's always it's always a, a, a hassle and a hurdle to get that first top tier media outlet and once you get that first top tier media outlet then you say hey we're releasing you know i, I set up another uh, another campaign um just uh, about a few months ago and i said hey we're, we're releasing at 1005 with people magazine as an exclusive but at two o'clock we love to go with your story and then I would go to somebody else and say, hey, at six o'clock, I'd really love to go to your story. So there was a constant um, trickle of media popping out about this client mm -hmm. every few hours. Yeah. And so that was just a new cycle all day long as this client. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, so I find that lots of entrepreneurs and experts that are authors are always pretty much interested in doing like a press tour, media tour, kind of like book tours. Um, do you recommend that authors try to set up media tours for themselves or do you recommend that they hire a publicist to do that? I mean. Loaded question, right? <laughs> It is because it is because um, I've been on both sides. I've been you know talent and publicist. I've been been the talent who didn't have money to hire a publicist. I did yeah. myself, and then I've been a publicist. So I I think you'll get further with the with a publicist. It depends on what tier media you're going for. If you're going for that top tier media, your People Magazine, your ABCs, your CBS, your NBCs, your Fox, your you know, People Magazine, Parade Magazine, Associated Press. You're you're gonna need somebody who has those emails and right. who has those you know those contacts, those people that mm -hmm. can text somebody. You know, I've been I mean, lots of 
Yeah, local media. I mean, local media is a little easier um, because you know local media is looking for people. There's there's also you know here in Nashville we've got you know today in Nashville and local on two and and you can also buy your way onto those places. You know, it's a it's a, basically a paid advertisement, mm-hmm. um, and so you can buy your way on those. But I mean, I. If you spent money and time and effort into crafting something and creating something, why would you not spend the time and the effort and the money on publicizing that? You know, spend ten thousand dollars writing a book and getting it published and all this stuff, and then go, well, I don't have, you know, whatever it takes to do. I, I would hire a publicist. I mean, I wouldn't try to fix my own car, so I'd hire a mechanic for that. I'd hire somebody who knows what they're doing. Right. Yeah, sure. Awesome. Yeah, that makes sense. People ask that a lot. You know, should I hire someone? Should I do it myself? I think one of the main questions that people ask, you know, themselves and ask us as publicists is, you know, are they ready for a publicist? When do you think that someone is ready to hire a publicist? What are the signs in your opinion? In my opinion, if you've got if you've got something, if you've got a message and you feel like it's 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 um, it's worthy to share. Um if you feel like you have that that moment and you feel like your your talent, your career, whatever you're doing uh, needs to go to the next level, um, then you hire a publicist. You know, there there are different tiers to, to publicity. There's the local publicity, um, and then there's the national publicity. You know, uh, right now I'm working with an artist, and our um, our focus is local media right now. Um, because this, this artist is going to be going and doing, um, house tours, house concerts around the country where he, he sets up a, a, um, a food truck and him and his wife actually make the food in the food truck. And then after he gets done making the food in the food truck, he goes and sings. And it's a really cool, interesting concept. And so our, our focus right now is, um, individual tour state media, tour date media, where he's going to be. And then we'll hit the larger ones once we've got this ground spell of, of supports kind of so so i mean I, I think anytime you got something that you're trying to promote any you got a brand new album you got a brand new book you launched a brand new business you you know i had um jada marcus came to me from rascal flats uh back when he was setting up his uh, record label his christian music level he um he texted me one day he said hey aaron it's market give me a call you get a minute. now i've worked with jada marcus through the years because one of my artists is has used him as a producer. And I've seen him, you know, around town with Rascal Flats and the Holland Yards. And so I was, you know, I was like, wonder what, what me. And um, he called me, he said, hey, he said, so I think I need to get ready to send a press release out. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. And he said, I'm launching a Christian music label. And I said, well, Jay, I said, you're, you need more than a press release out. I said, you, I said, you're a Grand Ole Opry member. You've sold, millions and millions of records you won all these awards and you are um, starting a record label and not just a record label you're starting a christian music label i'm like we need to do a press conference and so we did we did a press conference at the analog hotel invited everybody nobody knew what was going on nobody knew what was happening and and we announced it to you know the industry and everybody and it got it got major press because it was brand new, you know, breaking news. In fact, it was so funny. The marketing people from the hotel called me and they said, um, 
what is this announcement that's happening in three days from Jay? And I said, uh, well, not really telling anybody what it is. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of secret. And he's like, well, I just need to know if it's positive or not. And I was like, huh? Because <laughs> like, he's not like, he's not announcing anything bad, right? And I was like, no, 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 no. He's announcing a record label. Oh, okay, good. We were really, really, really good. I was like, no, it's, it's good. It's good. Um, so, so I think anybody who has anything that's public facing, brand new business launch, you know, breaking ground, brand new location. If you're a, if you're a meal prep service and you're offering a brand new set of meals, you know, yeah, you can send that out to your newsletter, but why not try to hire somebody that can get you on the local news or the, the state news, you know, state newspaper, Tennessee and whatever, wherever you're at to try to get you a little bit more notoriety and a little bit more anytime you have something newsworthy. Uh, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's time to hire a publicist. And if you're a touring act, if you're doing, you know, 50 to 100, 200 dates a year, you're already out there trying to make yourself known. So I would absolutely hire a publicist. Nice. Yes. Awesome. Thank you for that. Um, let's talk about something that you were touching on. You talked about them wanting to know if it was good news or bad news. That was announcement. Do you think there's such a thing as bad publicity? It depends. <laughs> Another loaded um, question. <laughs> it depends. Um, if you're someone, if you're someone who bad publicity is going to hurt your character and your morals of who you are and who your fans know you to be, then yes. Mm -hmm. So if you're if you're someone who's all about sobriety and being drug free and all this, and you get arrested for a DUI, that's bad publicity, a hundred percent. But if you're if you're a Hollywood person and you you know you're out one night, you know, and you make a fool out of yourself at the club, I mean, is it really bad publicity? Your name is still in the paper, right? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's it's, it's uh, hard, right? Sometimes some I don't even know. I've never heard of someone until I hear something kind of controversial about them in the news. And I'm like, oh, who is this person? You know, then I kind of go down that rabbit hole of learning who the person is and the background. And then like, you know, this is now someone that I know or that I watch on TV or, you know, I watch the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. I think so. Mm, yeah. yeah I, I mean, it. it's... um. I mean, I don't, I don't really deal with anybody that I have to worry about bad publicity with because all my clients are pretty great people. Yeah. And so I don't really have to deal with that. I, I will say this. Um, most everything that I get to talk about is positive. Yes. Um, but that was different when Delilah's son passed away. Yeah. And... I had because we're we're very good friends as well, and and she's um, one of my dearest friends. Um, it was it was hard because I'm grieving the loss of someone I know. I knew Zach, um, and had spent time with him at her home um, during different events and everything. And um, 
and grieving for my friend because Delilah is a really close friend of mine. Um, but then I also had to be her voice um, during an extremely, extremely challenging, difficult time. Sure. And there was, I, I called a friend of mine who shall remain nameless, and he deals with a lot of uh, celebrities that have had some, um, his main celebrities had a really, really, really troubled life. And I said, I feel odd, I said, because I'm, I'm having to relay this bad information, this, this horrible tragedy. I'm having to relay this message to the journalist. And, I'm, and, I'm, and you know, she's on a plane now headed back to the States. She was at her charity. Uh, and, uh, and I said, I just, I just feel weird. It's, it's just a weird feeling. It's just a weird place that I've never been in before. And he said, Aaron... This is the time when you're the most useful, he said, because you are protecting her mm -hmm. and you're protecting her from people. Because, you know, celebrity, when things happen, they all want to know. Everybody wants to know what happened. Mm -hmm. what, yeah. They want to know immediately, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they want to know immediately. And so, you know, I, I was I was kind of that shield. I kind of helped. Um, helped her navigate those moments and it was one of the times that I, I did feel most useful and and he said you know this is the time when you really get to to help her and um you know you're 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 protecting her and so um i can't remember your question about bad publicity did you believe that was a thing oh, yeah yeah, yeah. so so that's, I mean, it wasn't really bad publicity, but it was definitely a negative time in negative. her life. It definitely yeah. was a hard time in her life um, where we had to handle everything very delicately. Um, and we, you know, we can give all the information out that we have. Right. Um, you know, so, uh, so, but as far as like, I mean, I worked with a lady named Kim Gravel for a little bit. She had a, um, she had a, uh, she had a show on um, Lifetime called uh, Kim of Queens. She was, he came on right after Dance Moms. And I told her, I said, she was there for two seasons, two or three seasons. And I said, uh, she was a pageant coach. And I worked with her for just a little bit. And I said, Kim, I said, you need to, you need to call Abby out on Twitter. I said, you need to call her out on Twitter and tell her she doesn't have to be mean, doesn't have to do this. I said, just call her out. And she goes, Aaron, that's just not me. She's like, I'm not a mean person. I don't do that. And I was like, yeah, but it's not bad. It's just you just need to, you know, toss a little fire on her and say oh, you don't have to be mean to get people to do what they want them to do. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. And she's like, it's just not me. So I don't know. I mean, there can be bad publicity, but it depends on what you know. If you're a rocker or you're a hip hop artist or you're a, you know, if being a bad boy is. Mm -hmm. Your game, your brand, yeah. So it depends on a part. Like if, it, if it's your brand. your brand, yeah. Right. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah, if it's your you, brand, yeah. You were gonna get Kim to poke Abby, right? So let's talk about this because I am a big YouTube fan. Like I watch all the like celebrity gossip, reality TV stuff. Like I don't even know how I got down that rabbit hole, but I love it. Like every day, I'm finding out like what's going on. <laughs> 
And these YouTube bloggers, they say these things that I feel like it's like poking the bear all the time. Let me know what you think about this. Every time something happens, right? They're like, oh, it was a publicity stunt. This is just a publicity stunt. Their publicist set this up. I'm like, listen, that's not what a publicity stunt is. And most publicists, like, we don't want the smoke. We don't want problems for our clients. Like, we don't put them <laughs> in situations that are controversial. We are here to do the opposite. What do you think that people have when people call things like publicity? Oh, that's a publicity stunt. It's just a publicity stunt. Do you feel like that's overused or incorrectly used? Um, I don't know. Because, again, if it's your brand, I mean, keeping it out there, you know, everybody, everybody's like, you know, in, in, in Hollywood and in L.A. and New York, the paparazzi run rampant. They tried to open up. Uh, they try to do paparazzi here in Nashville, and nobody will cooperate with them. They won't give them tips on where people are. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I, don't, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if, I, if, if it's overused like, or not. Yeah, I feel like people kind of overuse it. Like you know, they'll say, "Well, you know, they did this, or someone said that." It's just a publicity stunt. And when I think of a publicity stunt, like a professional publicity stunt, is something that is like very orchestrated. It's usually like a part of a campaign or a promotion or things like that. It's usually not like mess and trouble and rabble rousing. You know, sometimes people do things for attention, but I wouldn't call that a publicity stunt. I don't know. Keep your ears open and see if yeah. you start to hear that a lot, because I feel like people are throwing that around a lot lately. Oh, it's just a publicity. Yeah, they do throw it around. <laughs> they do throw it around. But also in this in this new world, you know, when I first started PR in 2010, print print was still very, 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 very heavy. Um, now I, I I still love print. I still love getting something in People Magazine. I can actually yeah. go buy it and look through it and see it. Um, but you know, the online um, is usually there forever. Um, but uh, but, the, but the 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 whole media world has changed. You know, um, so I think some things can be publicity stunts that don't that don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I. I I think anything that kind of gets your attention now, I don't know some of these fights that people get in, you know, and I'm like, mm, seems kind of forced. Um, but again, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think, I think the term is used a lot yeah. for something that may not have been a publicity stunt, but now it did get publicity. I think one of the things that people say often that a publicity stunt is, is when like two celebrities started like dating one another and they'll say their publicists set that up. Have you as a publicist ever set up like a client with a date or someone else to make it look like they were having no. a relationship? <laughs> no, I but I do know that like back in old. <laughs> I know, but I do know back in old Hollywood, they used to do that. Um, you know, they would put people together. Yeah. Um, there's a great book that I read. Let me see if I can find it. Um, let's see if I can find it. And it makes sure it. Um, there's a great book I read when I first started in all this. Um, I'm pulling it up here. Oh, where, where can I search? How can I search? Here we go. I'll start this over again so it's, I'm not like 
That's all good. And then I'm going to start to do the rapid fire kind of questions too. Okay, 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 okay. Cool, cool. This is in my gallery. Why is it not pulling up? Okay, so I'll, I'll start over right now. Um, there's a, ask me this question again and we'll start back. Um, which one was it about this, the setting up? Yeah. Ask me okay. that. Yeah. And we'll go back there. Okay. Um, oftentimes people talk about publicity stunts. One of the main one is like setting up your client with another celebrity or a person, um, for publicity. So as a publicist, have you ever set up a client with someone else for publicity? No, no, no. And I don't, I don't know anyone who has, I haven't, but Me I do either. know back like in old Hollywood times, the 40s, 50s, 60s, they would set people up. There's a great book that I read when I first kind of started down this journey. Um, it's called Star Maker, Life as a Hollywood Publicist with Farah, the Rat Pack, and 600 more stars who fired me. And it's by a guy named Jay Bernstein. Uh, uh, that didn't work. Okay. But uh, Star Maker, uh, Jay Bernstein, and it's all about like old Hollywood. It's about the Rat Pack, Sam Davis Jr., Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. Um, he talks about Suzanne Summers he worked with, with Three's Company, with the Thigh Master thing. Um, he works, talks about Farah, <clears throat> and he talks about how he got started in the industry. And so he, he shares some of the stories like that. Um, the one I thought was the most, this is a classic PR stuff. So he started working with Tom Jones. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he started working with Tom Jones. And he had this brilliant idea. Tom was not catching on. And so, but Tom was doing like these like showrooms, these Vegas showrooms, um, these lounge acts. And so he had this brilliant idea to go get the manager of the hotel or the general owner or whatever, the guy running the hotel to print off fake keys with fake room numbers on them. Like wow. with the room, you know, the old room keys. Yeah. And he passed out like 50 and paid the girl, paid girls like five, ten dollars, whatever it was back then, to start throwing their room keys up at Tom Jones. And that's what started the whole Tom Jones, like people throwing stuff at Tom Jones. And it caught on. They're like, well, if all these women are throwing themselves at him, it must be a sex symbol. That was one of the, the most fun stories out of oh that book. Um, I like that. It's now, that's a publicity. Yeah, it's story, really like. When I think yes, publicity stuff, things like that that are like a campaign is thought out, you know, it's for mm -hmm. positive, not just, you know, kind of something to do for attention. And I love that. Yep. And a lot of um what what drives me as as a publicist and for the name of my company, Media Circus, is <laughs> PT Barnum, like the the godfather of public relations and just yep. the way, you know, he does have a sordid past. But like the way that he uses the, the like the campaigns and kind of the excitement and the kind of the gimmicks and, you know, and and a lot of people say, oh, he was tricking people. Listen, they loved it. 
they loved it. They knew, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> that, you know, there's smoke and mirrors, but the entertainment behind it, you know, um, I really love that. And so mm -hmm. that's why I asked about publicity stunts. And then I get so offended because I'm like, that is not a publicity stunt. These little messy things that people are talking about. Now, the room yeah. keeps going in that time, Jones, <laughs> that's a publicity stunt. Maybe that's what's happening to Drake lately, because have you seen recently in the news that they've been throwing things on the stage, shoes and bras and cell phones like that's crazy oh, i, I no. do know they've been throwing i do know they've been throwing things on stage but i didn't know it was it was all about drake i well, i've seen some other things recently, happen um, something very recently happened mm. with drake like a couple days ago where you know they were throwing all these things and like they're like throwing grown men's size shoes up there like at one point in time it used to be like bras and panties from the ladies you know kind of back in the, the olden days when people used to do that but now they're throwing yeah. like shoes, <laughs> cell phones Depending on what concert it is, they might be throwing weed. <laughs> People are, I don't know. It's so weird to be yeah, yeah. on the stage uh, now. But the room keys. Yeah, me, yeah, high. absolutely. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions because you requested that. You like those, and I like to do rapid fire as well. I'm going to try to. I thought, I thought it would be fun. You thought, you thought what? I had a fun. Oh, yeah. Said I thought it might be kind of fun. I like when people do that to me as well. And so, I don't know. Some of these will be fun. Some of these will be kind of business-wise. Um, but some are, are yes or no. But, okay, so here we go. Question number one. Do you use Harrow? Help a reporter out. Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. Do you use uh, Quoted? Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. I will peruse for both of those. I will peruse things. And if something sticks out, I'll pull it out. Right. Same, same. But yeah, I feel like they're getting oversaturated now that people know about them a lot. And then I think that some of the journalists on there could use some more refinement. But it's not here nor there. Um, do, have you ever heard of One Pitch, which is a new AI um it's a, a new AI publicity platform. Yes. Um, I think I signed up for it. I can't remember if I've used it yet, but I have heard of it. Okay. Yes. I've signed up too. And I am a rep for one pitch, but I need to go ahead and set up my account and get all the way in there. I was part of the beta part. And so what I think is really cool is that, you know, now AI PR, we're getting a little bit of the AI love, you know, we weren't necessarily in that. It was a lot of, you know, content creation things, but I think that's really cool to be able to, you know, put in certain terms and be able for AI to create like a, um, a media list for you. I think that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about AI? Um, good, bad, or dangerous? Um, I think I've used it. Um, I think used in conjunction with human touch, it can be a benefit um, because sometimes, you know, as writers, we're creative. You have to create and you have to craft something and you, you can sit there for hours writing a press release and just not like it. Mm -hmm. And so I have, I've, I've used it to say, like, I put in the information and, like, write a press release about this click. And then it'll, like, in one minute, you're done. Uh, it's done. You're not done. But it's done. And so I will read that, and then I'm like, oh, I like that. I like the way I did that. I'll pull that. Or 
I don't like the way it said that. I'm not going to use that. I've also right. used it like if a client gives me a quote and I put the put it in there and I'll say, rewrite this quote. Mm-hmm. And I'll let it rewrite the quote. And I'm like, oh, I like that. I don't know if I like that. And then I'll send it back to the client and say, hey, I tweaked your quote a little bit. What do you think? We right. all do this. If it's a, if it's news to you, sorry. But we oh, all yeah. do this. You know, we all Sometimes help we write, write quotes our clients. clients. Most of the time I write the quote and I'm like, is this fine? They're like, yes. <laughs> what she said. Um, and so I will put it in there and be like, hey, rewrite this. And then if I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. Sometimes I'll use some, sometimes I won't use some. And sometimes it just gives you an outline of like, okay, great. I, I can pull this. But I also, I've also written in there just to see if it works. Like uh, list the top 10 media outlets in Saskatchewan. And it'll go, and then you go to Decision or Muckrack or wherever you're using, and you pull you know, the information for those lists. It won't give you the contact information, but right. I, I think, no, as that's for PR. I think it's it, it's a good thing. I think it's it'll be fine. If, uh, again, the human touch. I am a little bit worried about uh, all this robot artificial intelligence. Yeah. About these robots I see on TV. They're like we can learn to have feelings. I'm like, I don't need transformers happening. Yeah. I don't need my poster <laughs> of and turning into a real thing and yeah. shooting things at me. So I'm a little worried. Um, mm. And and the people that that built it, they're worried too. So if the people that built it are worried, yeah, yeah, Valid. that's the rapid fire question. That was de- That was that was detail. Rapid fire. I'm so sorry. But yeah, okay. that's okay. But Moving it's like, on. listen, it's a hot topic. Everybody's kind of talking about it, and it's starting to affect you know kind of all the industries now um, that I'm noticing. Yeah. Um, we, you talked about being, um, following up, right? So oftentimes when I pitch, I pitch one time, you know, I'll pitch that first time and then I'll do a follow-up. And then if I don't hear back after that second follow-up, I won't pitch again. I'll kind of circle around, but you said that you are a follower up or how many times do you follow up a pitch? Um, <laughs> I follow up until, until you until you may you may not say yes or no to me but you're gonna get or you may not say yes or no to me but you're you're gonna give me some kind of answer you're gonna say something. um <laughs> you're gonna tell me something um because here's the thing i also i think there's a difference between i think there's a difference between people who are, who are you know working on 100 clients and people who are working on five right. um if i sent you a pitch it's because I believe in it. And if I believe in it, I am, and I believe it's a fit, I'm going to keep pushing on it until you tell me to stop. Um, I, I kind of tell people like, you know, I use the old Bible um, illustration of the woman that um, crawled and she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, um, you know, I know I'll be healed. And, you know, she fought her way through the crowd and kept tugging on his, and he's like, who's, who is touching me? Who's touching my garment? Who's, who's pulling on my robe? And I, I'm a, I have a tenacious follow-up game. Um, and I have a story about this. So 
I worked with Loretta Lynn for about three years on her gospel music fest. She had a gospel music fest and she still has, they still have a gospel music fest at Loretta Lynn Park. I'm not involved with it anymore, but um, Loretta has since passed. But um, I saw this advertised and I thought, I need to work this. This is right up my alley. This is so me. And so I emailed, I called the ranch and I said, hey, um, Loretta Lynn, for those of you who don't know, has a big ranch out here right outside of Nashville, and it's a big tourist attraction. And it's where she lived until she passed away. Um, and I called the ranch and I said, hey, who's handling this gospel music fest? And the lady said, well, that would be Patsy, her daughter. And I said, okay, is there, is there an email or address or a phone number I can get? And she said, yeah, here's her email. I emailed her once, didn't hear anything back. Emailed her twice, didn't hear anything back. Emailed her a third time, didn't hear anything back. Emailed her a fourth time. Now, I, I waited a week for the first time. Uh -huh. I waited four days for the second time. But I probably emailed her seven times. Whoa. And she finally got back to me. And our first meeting of the entire, and hired me. And our first meeting of the entire group, the, everybody that was working on the, the festival, um, she said, y'all, I'm going to tell you something right now. She said, you're not going to not give Aaron Chrysler an answer. She said, he follows <laughs> up like nobody I've ever seen in this business. Right. And I said, and I thought I kind of made her mad. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. So she goes, no. She goes, do you know how many people I meet in this business who just won't follow up? And I've, I've heard some people, like if you're interviewing for a job, I've heard that some publicity owners, company owners will, will interview. And then if they don't hear back from a candidate, they just won't hire them because they're like, if you can't follow up with me about a job you need, you're right. not gonna follow up with journalists about what we need. So, I mean, <laughs> Yeah, you can get annoying, but you also can get something done. Yeah. And here's the thing. We, I mean, we get, journalists get hundreds of emails a day. You, you know, I, sometimes if I know that I pitch into a morning show, I'll set up an email to send at 2 a.m. in the morning. Because you know what? They're up at 2 a.m. in the morning. I ain't, mm -hmm. but they are because they're getting ready to go in. How many of the publicists are emailing them at 2 a.m. in the morning? Probably not that many. I know. I do, but I but schedule I it to go out early in the morning so I don't look like a crazy person up at 2.30 in the morning. So I'll make it go out at like 7 or 8. <laughs> oh, no. I'll, I'll, I'll set it up for like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning because I know they're, they're on the train or they're taking a car into the work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll set it up. So, But I, I mean, I follow up. I will follow up until... Until I don't get an answer at all right. and the campaign has ended you tell or you until I've got something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or until I've got something else that's better or right. as good as what I was going for. Hmm. So many of my guests that are journalists on the podcast are totally against like several follow-ups, pretty much over two or three. They're over it. What they say they do is that if they, they don't have the time to say no to everyone or not now, and they usually just kind of file away the emails. And then when they're working on, you know, something in that genre, they search a term. And if that term is in your pitch, then it'll come up in their email searches and they'll follow up that way. 
So, mm, so I think that's that's out, Aaron. I think that's a different. I think that's a different. Um, I think that's a different. Um, most of mine are project driven. Mm, so like, okay, this project is coming out on this date. Oh, oh, yeah, I need this yeah, on that different. date or this date. Now, if you're dealing with an expert who's like a plastic surgery expert and you're just pitching them as an expert, then yeah, yeah I can see not following up yeah, you know, sure. seven times. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so it depends on what you're pitching. And, you know, I mean, it depends on the follow up. I think so. Like if, if, you know, if I had a veterinarian I was working for and I, you know, working with a client as a client and, and, you know, we were talking about how to keep your pet safe during the summer, I would pitch them a few times. And then knowing that that's not a, you know, it's not something I, I don't have to get this right now because the pet, the veterinarian isn't releasing a book. But, you know, with, 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 with time sensitive things, um, I absolutely will just follow up until, until I don't get an answer or you give me an answer. Mm, nice. And they may get mad, but. I mean, hey, right. you go, y'all gonna answer, Aaron. <laughs> I mean, and you know what? I mean, I've I've gotten everything in life because I just asked for it, right? And so right. I just, I mean, I'm a little boy from a trailer park. I grew up in the on the outskirts of Atlanta, Georgia, in a trailer park called Rouse Mobile Home Park on Bankhead Highway, home of the Bankhead Bounce in Atlanta. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so I I grew up very poor. And, um, you know, everything that I've gotten in life is because I asked for it. And, you know, so I'm like, somebody's going, you're going to cover somebody. Why not cover my people? Nice. Absolutely. Um, so, Aaron, this is my favorite question. I like to ask my guests and I ask this at the end. If you could be featured anywhere in the media, on a magazine, TV, radio, wherever, where would it be? And what would the headline be? It would be featured by the Media Circus Podcast. Hey. Hey. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. That's a, I don't know. I, I don't think I can give you an answer. People get um, stuck on that a lot. <laughs> would it be something entertainment? Or, you know, would it be for you as talent? Or would it be for as a publicist? What about your, your very... <laughs> Listen, I struggle with this word philanthropic. Would it oh, be for yeah. something like that? Like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll probably say this. Okay. I'm not sure if this anywhere in the world, anywhere like that. I would probably. I would probably say I'd love to be featured by like something in my home in my okay. in my home state. Yeah. Because I've gone on and made something of myself when I was probably one of the least likely people to make something of themselves. Um I never did well in school. Own. Yeah. Yeah, I never did. I never did well in school. Um, I was great at making relationships in school, um, but I was not. Um, I didn't do well. I wasn't super popular. 
uh, when I say I was made a great, make great relationships, I was always great at making great relationships with people in charge. Uh, like my last year in high school, I was a, I was a principal's aide to one of our assistant principals, uh, administrative principals, mm-hmm. um, for like three periods out of an eight period day. Like the teachers so, were your friends. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and so like I was was able to make. (laughs) Yeah, and so I think probably something like you know, from I I tell you what, I've got a book in me called "From the Trailer Park to the Red Carpet." Okay. And one day I'm gonna write um, "From the Trailer Park to the Red Carpet" because Mm -hmm. I literally have gone from from nothing to being you know I've I've gone from playing the dirt at a trailer park growing up as a, a poor kid to, you know, being at six Grammy Awards and multiple yeah. CMA festivals, you know, watching Property Brothers host, you know, the CMA Fest with 40,000 people in the stand, you know, looking at them, just dreaming that they could be where I'm at. And so I'm grateful to God for where I'm at. I'm grateful to God for the the the, um, the opportunities that he has given me. Every good and, Every good gift comes from the Father above. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, let the people at home hometown maybe to inspire some kid that's in school right now. Um, you know, like I, hey, I'm, I, I, I'm not doing well in school and I'm not, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not an A student and like child, I wasn't even a C student sometimes. And so, <laughs> you know, just inspire somebody else that like, Hey, just keep going. You're going to find your lane and, and it's going to be all right. Um, I, I think probably, you know, that would probably be the most meaningful to me is to do something at home because you know that's where that's where i'm from my family still lives there my mom my sister and so yeah so um nice i love a good i mean hero story i feel like people say i want to be on the cover of you know forbes i'm like have you been on the cover of your hometown magazine let's start there you know that's that's your Mm -hmm. low-hanging fruit for your publicity and everybody loves a hometown hero so start pitching Mm -hmm. yourself like in your own hometown you know that's a great place to start for people i think that i love that erin i never even thought about that for myself to you know (laughs) <laughs> along with it so I could be in the good old Sumter Daily item <laughs> from a small yeah. country town in South Carolina as well and I don't know if I mentioned it like while we were on air but I'm in the Nashville area too because that's why I call Aaron my neighbor yeah. so yeah but your hometown is in Georgia my hometown is in South Carolina we just good old yeah. country folk on the red carpet making it happen <laughs> a hundred yes 100% Awesome. Thank you so much for being awesome. on the Media Circus Podcast, Erin. Yeah. Really and all of my bad parts it. out. Listen, <laughs> we're all good. You know, we're we're Facebook friends on Instagram, and I'm like laughing yeah. at your post heart and your posts. You know, when things aren't going the best, you know, I'm sending the praying emoji hands for you. So just know that you are <laughs> valued you, and loved and admired. So are you. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate another it. Another publicist, like, you know, you're really doing it setting trailblazing well, thank you so much all of us yes thank you so much for having me on i really appreciate it awesome thank you so much so guys i hope you took a lot of notes we talked about some different things on this podcast today but i'm so glad that i got to talk to another publicist so you can kind of hear the things that we talk about and that we go through um to better help you understand what it's like to work with the publicist the things that you know we kind of deal with and hopefully you have an idea of what you would need to be ready um when you're ready for a publicist so thank you so much guys for listening until next time 
Lucia. Let's go! This is the media circus. With your host, Taisha Bradley. Got virtual and live events to browse, pitch, and repeat so gladly.